0: Hello and welcome back to The Daily Royal, a podcast covering the daily events of all the European royal families. Today, we'll be talking about all the events and updates on June 17th, 2020. And we are going to go ahead and get started today with the British royal family. it was pretty light for the British royal family, uh, especially in comparison to yesterday when we had lots of first outings since the coronavirus lockdown. Um, So today, we really didn't have much of anything, actually. Um, We did get a couple of tweets on Kensington Royal's page, Um, one uh, written by the Duke of Cambridge himself, um, which is... um, About celebrating the return of the um, football Premier League um, which is back in action tonight after not being able to compete for months because of the pandemic. Um, So his tweet read, so good to have football back. We have all missed it. Thank you to everyone involved for your hard work in making it happen. And then when he writes a tweet, he signs it W. so that was very, very cool. And then next was a video message from the Duchess of Cambridge about the Hold Still campaign submission period that ends tomorrow. Um, so it is, um, Hold Still is a, the Hold Still campaign is an initiative started by the National Portrait Gallery with um, with Kate being the face and the main uh public persona for it. Um, she has been doing a lot of work and she's on the judging committee and all of that. Um, and it's all about finding the beauty in the incredibly difficult moment of time that we're all living in during this pandemic. Um, and so the video was recorded last week. Um, where she is just you know saying hey there's 24 hours left please send in your submissions um it, it's cute it's um you know I love this campaign idea I'm really excited to see um what happens with it going forward now that um now that the submission period is basically over um and so that is what was going on with the British royal family. Um, There is something exciting coming down the line tomorrow, so make sure to tune in tomorrow um, to see what's going on there. Um, But for now, we are going to go ahead and move on to Belgium. Today, King Philippe visited the Janssen Laboratory, which is a brand new uh, biotechnology lab um, that has (laughs) opened during a time that is very strange um, for a biotech lab, and so its primary focus since its opening has been on performing um, and running coronavirus testing um and then as well as a trial for um a vaccine for the virus so obviously that work is extremely 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 important right now um and really needs to be highlighted um but also like what a bizarre time to open a biotech lab for research um then right before a pandemic that you know <laughs> yikes um and so Philippe was able to visit, um, and tour the lab as well as chat with the employees about the work that they have been doing. Um, he was led on the tour by the, um, like CEO for the laboratory. Um, so just a very coronavirus specific event, um, for his first public event of the week. Um, And so with that, that is all that was going on. We are now going to go ahead and move on to Denmark. So, this morning, Queen Margrethe received credentials from new ambassadors from Colombia, Laos, and Pakistan. Um, unfortunately, there have not been any pictures of this event, um, and I have been looking for them all day. Um, very sad that there are no pictures. Um, but this is the first time she has been able to receive new ambassadors to Denmark um, in a long time for obvious reasons. Um, so, that is really, really exciting. Um, and then later on, she opened the Royal Hall in the Legend of Lirge, um, which is a building that has been um, created to be a replica of the largest Viking Age building that was found in Denmark. Um, so, the new Royal Hall is 61 meters long. Um which I did not do the conversion on that. I don't know. Google is there. Um, 61 meters is probably like 135 feet. Um, You know what? Hang on. I'm going to Google. Okay. I was a little off. Uh, 61 meters is 200 feet. So... I was a bit off there, um, but wow, that's really long. Um, and so this was, this building was built from entirely from Danish oak timber. Um, and like I said, it's been created to, um, match the archeological finding as closely as possible. Um, the hall is focused on, um, the importance of Viking, Viking culture in Denmark. Um, so, Scandinavia as a whole has a um, a strong Viking culture, um, which is its own little entity. And so, this is um, a building that is aimed to highlight that. Um, and I just think that's really, really cool. And I am so glad that queen Margaretha was able to open it she looked like she was having a blast um i think she's really enjoying being out um just based on pictures and videos that i've seen i think she's enjoying being out um and back doing this job um and so that is what was going on in denmark and now we are going to move on to the netherlands king willem alexander visited d Kuip um in rotterdam which is a um sports stadium for a football soccer team um that i can't pronounce i'm not even gonna try um and he was there to talk about the ways that um the various types of employees at the stadium are experiencing the virus. Um, so DecoIP is actually a sports stadium like I talked about, but it's also a event venue. Um, like so many stadiums are, um, they can be converted into other things. Um, and this one also has like large meetings slash ballrooms um for conferences and things like that that really obviously have not been able to take place. Um, and I mean, they just can't. Um, and so with that, there is no income coming into the stadium, none. Um, so there is a huge detrimental effect of the coronavirus that we are obviously all seeing play out, um, in different ways. Um, and so Willem Alexander was there to really talk about all of that. Um, so he toured the whole facility. He was in locker rooms. Um, he was on the grounds talking to, um, like the groundskeepers. Um, one cool thing that happened is while he was in the locker room, he was sitting, um, in in there with a, like, jersey behind him that, um, all the players of the football team had signed, um, and I haven't found exactly what this was, but I don't know if it was for him or, um, for Queen Maxima, but her name came up, um, so I think he might have been giving it to her or something along those lines, which I thought was really cute, um, and it was just a really great event for him to do, and, um, you know, something I... haven't taken notice of until today um is just how at ease Willem Alexander is when he is talking to people. He's really conversational. He's really um he's not a super formal person when he's when he's on these engagements. He looks like he's just really casual and just talking. Um, which is something that not every um king um has. So it's very nice to see this like super casual, like folksy is how I've seen it described before um, vibe from him and just how much that means in a situation like this. Um, He's able to have a real conversation um, without all of the stress of formality during a really challenging time for Almost everyone that he talked to today. Um, and so I just think that was really incredible and something I wanted to point out because it was really like evident to me today how much that means to people. Um, and so with that, we are going to go ahead and move on to Norway. <laughs> Today, Crown Prince Akun participated in Innovation Speech 2020, um, which is a um, conference that was bringing together government ministers, business leaders, and so many more people um, to really focus the efforts on um, what rebuilding looks like. Um, so we've seen this a lot from different countries across the um world, but specifically on, in these seven countries that we talk, that I talk about every day, um, is how do you rebuild a business in a different way, um, for, for a multitude of reasons. So you can rebuild after the, after the virus for better efficiency or, um, a, a better a, environmental impact, um, And also just like the necessary things you have to do, um, to make sure that employees are staying safe and things like that. So what, what can we do to make, what can businesses do to make a better environment for, um, themselves, their employees, the country that they operate their business in, um, going forward, um, And so that is what Innovation Speech 2020 was all about. Um, So the event was actually held digitally, um, but Akun was in a, like, television studio um, doing his work with some other people. And then they were also watching the rest of the conference at the studio. Um, And so in his, he gave the opening keynote speech um, where he talked about, I hate describing it this way. Um, But the opportunity that the virus has forced us into, Um, so while the virus is a terrible, terrible, terrible thing, it has, and I've heard this said, and I've definitely seen this in other people's day-to-day lives and my own, the virus has really forced people to stop, reflect on what's important, and figure out how to move forward after their, this this period of time. Um, and so that is what this all was focused on, and that's what Akun's speech was focused on about the opportunity that the virus has forced us all to have um, about and how we move forward going, going on after the virus has forced us into something that could end up wonderfully. Um, I know for my particular circumstance, and I, I'm i going to try and be very careful about how personal I go, um, but I was in a situation, I um, did not lose any work from the virus. Um, and in fact, my business operations, so outside of this podcast, um, my business did exceedingly well during the virus. Um, and that was great. Um, it's still, you know, is something that I'm very, very thankful for, but I always said, I love what is happening to me business wise. Um, but I hate that this is how it's happening. Um, and so I think it's kind of that same thing, right? Like, I love the opportunities that post-pandemic life is giving us, but I hate that there had to be a pandemic for us to get this, this reset, this restart, this rebuilding time. Um, but it's also, like, on the other hand, it's kind of cool to see. It's a very complicated emotional field um, to, to walk through, um, but I think in his speech... From what I can read of it and what I can tell, it really towed that line very well. Um, and so now that that was a really long tangent for Norway um, in the speech that Akun gave, we are gonna just go ahead and move right on to Spain. <laughs> King Felipe this morning also received new ambassadors to Spain from the countries of Portugal, China, Italy, Vietnam, Namibia, and Ethiopia. Um, so this is something that Felipe does on a regular, regular basis. Um, but he has not been able to accept new ambassadors. Um, I didn't, I forgot to look when the last time he did this was, but it was February or March or like early, early March or like mid-February. Um, and so usually these ceremonies are full white tie. Um, Felipe is in full military regalia, um, with his order in his sash. I mean, he has everything. The ambassadors will come, um, if they're men, they are in, um, white tie, which is the tuxedo with the tails. Um, I mean, it is a, it is an affair when this happens. They're, they're held at the Royal Palace. Um, it's just, it's a ceremony. Um, however, this one, um, was a bit more casual. So instead of full regalia and white tie, it was casual suit and tie for everyone. Um, the, it was also held at, uh, Zarzuela, which is the, um, res, official residence and offices for the royal household, um, which we can go into another time, but that's where Felipe and Letizia have been, um, during all of this time. Um, And then the other things that were different were um, credentials from the heads of states of the countries that these ambassadors are representing are usually handed directly to the king, uh, to Felipe or whoever. Um, They are just handed directly to him. However, instead of that happening, they were placed on a table uh, today. Um, And then they went in to what looks like Felipe's office, um, to have like a little meet and greet. Um, and then also present was the foreign minister for, um, Spain. Um, so she was also present for all of these meetings and these conversations, um, because obviously this is a strange time to be, being posted to a new country if you're an ambassador. Um, a lot of these people would have literally just been able to come back to the, come into the country um, unless they were in Spain pre-virus. Um, they would not have been allowed to come in. Um, I'm surprised that they're already allowed in. It still seems a little early. Um, but I don't understand all the inner workings of the Spanish government's plan to the new normal. Um, And diplomats are obviously a different, like, tier in and of themselves. Um, And so everyone was also in face masks. um, But this was just a very different ceremony, but also just really good to see. Um, Kind of, again, back to that, like, normality of life a little bit with some modifications, um, which is obviously the new normal. Um, And so with that, that is actually the end of the podcast. There was nothing new in Sweden today. Um, And so that is the end. I have posted pictures um, and the video from the Duchess of Cambridge is actually on the website, thedailyroyal.com. And then you can see a Grouping of pictures from events today on the Instagram at Daily Royal Pod, um, where you can just see like little snippets with a little blurb about each event um, from all the royal families. Um, but until then, I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Have a great one. Bye.